Welcome to the Illuminating Lives podcast. I'm your host, Israel Smith, and I'm here to share conversations with you about what it means to illuminate our own lives, to be comfortable in our vulnerability, to truly love and value ourselves, and then to be able to use that to light up our own life and shine that light with the people we love and care about the most. This is going to be messy, it's going to be vulnerable, and it's going to be a whole lot of fun. Welcome. Let's get started. Look, before we get into today's episode, there's something amazing that I want to share with you. And this comes from one of my one-to-one coaching clients, Adam, who has been with me for probably about six months now and has just made such incredible progress in his life. Now, before we start the episode, I've gotten Adam's permission to share with you this audio that he recorded for me of how the work with me has impacted him. So I'll let Adam take it away and then join me for the episode straight after this. My name's Adam. Six months ago, I found myself in a large hole. I was working all the time. I wasn't sleeping very well. I had become a shitty parent and husband and and wasn't very present at all. I wasn't enjoying life. My marriage was nearly over and I was exhausted all the time. I stumbled across the Illuminating Lives podcast and after listening to a few episodes, There were so many similarities to how I was feeling. I enrolled in the Coming Home program with Israel, which has changed my life for the better. I took control of my life again. I made new choices. I started to experience real joy and gratitude again. Israel has helped me in so many ways, especially how to love myself and be the best version of me. My life is now amazing again. My relationship with my wife and kids brings me so much joy every day. I, I love living this amazing life and I have Israel to thank for a lot of this. I'm truly grateful and thank you, Israel. Well, hello and welcome to the Illuminating Lives podcast. I'm your host, Israel Smith, and today I want to talk to you about that famous slogan, just do it. Just take the action, just do the thing. Just put one foot in front of the other and bloody well start. And the reason I'm talking to you about this is because my previous episode about picture this was all about the quality of the stories that we tell ourselves. And one of the things I've discovered is, and with the also great input of my lovely wife, we can have all of the amazing stories we want and yet we can still not be getting anywhere in life. We can basically have all of the, you know, the meditations and the stories and the visualizing. But if we don't take the next step, which is to actually take the next step, which, you know, to move our feet, to do something, we're not going to get what we want. So I just want to spend a little bit of time digging into this. So here is a great expression that kind of sums this up. And it comes from my coach, Lisa Carpenter. Hi, Lisa. And it is this. You can't om your way or om your way to success, to happiness, to weight loss, to fitness, to financial rewards, to anything. You can't sit on a mountaintop and say om all day and meditate and then suddenly expect things to land in your lap, suddenly expect to have all of the stuff. And another thing she says, which kind of echoes this, is that when you pray, move your feet. 
So when we sit at you know our desk or on the couch and, and just reflect and take some time to visualize and to consider what is it we actually want in life, what's in the way of us getting what we want, you know, a lot of the time the first thing is what's in between our ears, that, that lovely six or eight inches of mush that can start us and stop us and, and prevent us from being our full potential purely because of what goes on in our own head. But the next thing, once we get all that head trash kind of sorted out, is to just start. Just start. Whatever the thing is, whatever. Give you an example, right? Like I had a conversation with my coach about a year ago, a bit over a year ago. And she said to me, so what's going on? And I said, well, I feel like I really want to do some coaching. And she said, right. And if you'll pardon the French, I'm just going to drop a little bomb here. So if you've got young kids in the car, turn down for a second. She said, so just fucking coach. Just do the thing. Put a question out on Facebook. See if anyone wants to work with you. See if there's anything there that people are interested in taking up. And I went, really? Is it that simple? And she said, yes, it's that simple. Just start. So I put a call out. I said, I'm feeling like this is what I need to be doing and I have five one-hour spots and if you would like one, let me know. And within 12 hours, I had booked not all five, but in fact, seven. I was overbooked. I had such an incredible response and that became the start of my transition to coaching. That was one of the catalyzing moments that turned into this podcast. It was one of the things that really helped kick my butt to get me moving, to get me out of my own way and start pursuing the thing that has brought me so much joy and fulfillment and satisfaction and brought so many life-changing moments in my clients and in my family around me and the other people in my network. So, you know, the, the question I think I'd like you to reflect on is whereabouts are you avoiding taking that first action where in your life are you stopping yourself before you even start do you prejudge do you let fear take the wheel and stop yourself from moving from from walking from taking a step in the right direction towards what you know in your heart is the right thing and this is as always, paralleled so beautifully in my life by a couple of things. Firstly, this is the very first episode of this podcast that I've recorded from my new office. I haven't yet soundproofed it, so the room is a little bit boomy and a bit echoey. Um, I'm, I've just noticed my wife walk out of her half down to the house, so she could obviously hear me having a chat and decided that it was actually easier just to get out rather than try and deal with my voice spilling through. So there's a bit of soundproofing to do, a bit of echo dampening. But I was sitting here looking at my notepad and trying to find all of the small jobs, all of the little tasks, all of the other things and do all of them first before I recorded this podcast. And literally in my calendar, in my default diary, the first thing Monday morning is record a podcast episode. It's now 25 past 12. I've been sitting here tinkering and doing loose ends and little things and procrastinating and not doing the thing for two and a half hours, nearly three hours. Whereabouts in life do you do that? And also echoed in the actions of my son. 
he has lately gotten right back into skateboarding. He went to the skate park with some of his mates on the weekend and he's completely jazzed about it all over again. So exciting for me because I love seeing him try stuff and get excited and involved in stuff that I love. And at the same time, having his friends involved and around him and supporting him is actually encouraging him to push past his fear. And honestly, that relationship with fear is one of the most powerful relationships we all have throughout our entire lives. If we are able to learn to manage our fear and to dance with it in a very um, I'm going to say like a, a fun, non-confrontational, non, uh, I don't know, self-censoring kind of way. Like if we feel fear, one of the best things to do is to find a way that puts us in touch with our fear all the time and then learn to dance with that, learn to feel it and still take action. So you know, he has been stretching himself each time we go to a skate park. And we only really go about once a week on the weekends because the, the best ones are about an hour drive away from our house. But going to the skate park with his friends on the weekend, he pushed himself further than he would have if it was just me with him. Because I think he wanted to catch up to where his friends are. There's some great little skaters. And then today... Actually, sorry, yesterday when we were at home after, you know, we went down on Saturday, Sunday we were at home, we went to the beach and then came home and he said, Dad, can you can you put my ramp down? I want to do some more skating. I'm like, yeah, cool. And then he came in after a little while and said, Dad, can you teach me how to do this one thing? You know, and it's where you, for those of you who know skateboarding, it's when you get into like a 50-50 grind, which is where both both axles or both trucks are resting on the metal pipe at the top of the ramp. And then from that position, you turn into the ramp and it's kind of scary and it's a very big leap of faith and there's plenty of stuff that can go wrong along that journey. But he was determined he wanted to learn how to do it. It's called kicking in. It's slightly different to dropping in. And so he wanted to learn how to kick in. I said, okay. And I came out and I gave him my tips. And, you know, the first one, I held both of his hands and he kicked in and got there and survived made it work and then the second one he just held one hand and kicked in and nearly fell off because he was holding my hand <laughs> and then the third one i said mate i think you need to let go and just have a go on your own and he said yeah i think so too he said i think i nearly fell off because i was holding your hand then i said yeah so the third one he got up and had a go and he didn't quite fall off but he had to jump off his skateboard part way through because he'd overbalanced and then the fourth one he did it and then he did it again and then he did it again and now he feels like he has gotten over his fear of doing that at least on our ramp and ours is only two foot high it's nice and short but at the skate park the ramps are anywhere from three and a half four feet up to like six feet and then really really tall like eight or nine feet in some of the deep ends of the bowl so for him he couldn't sit there and meditate his way through this. He had to take the action. He had to get in touch with his fear and then step forward. And I think that what really stops most of us is that relationship with our fear. You can probably feel yourself either nodding or tapping your leg or agreeing in some way with me when I say this, that when we really boil it down, what stops most of us in terms of you know what causes us to procrastinate what causes us to uh, 
you know, to not fulfill on what we want to achieve is fear. It's the bloody great handbrake, right? It's that thing that actually gets in the way, stops us from being our best, stops us from taking action because we're afraid of hurting ourselves. We're afraid of being judged. We're afraid of failing. We're afraid of doing something hard. We're afraid of sitting with discomfort. You know, all of these things are all absolutely normal and very common reactions. And they are all a fabulous opportunity for us to go, "Uh uh-huh, I can see what you're doing fear and I will have none of it. I am going to rise above my fear. I'm going to be better than this bloody thing. And I'm going to do whatever it is that I need to do to move my life, myself, my business, my family, my relationship, my fitness, whatever it is, move it forward. Just do it. Not for nothing is that a multi-bazillion dollar slogan. It's so perfect. It's so perfect. So here's the question. What next? Now that we have had this conversation, now that we have shed some light on our behavior around fear and the fact that, you know, we may well be doing all of the journaling and doing the meditating and doing all of the stuff, but until we take the action on the thing we say we're going to do, nothing changes. It's that old thing. If nothing changes, nothing changes, right? So the first step into unknown territory is the change. It is the first piece to move us ahead. Now that we've shed light on this, now that you know this, what are you going to take action on? What are you going to do? What is the thing that you've been omming about or praying for or wishing for or hoping for, but have yet to take the first meaningful action towards that? I'll give you an example. I have been putting off ordering the soundproofing. I've been putting off doing a bunch of little things. And today I just went, oh, it's just time. It's just time. Time to do it. But I've also been putting off restarting my yoga practice. Hi, Adam. Thank you for the video. And today was really uncomfortable. I did the yoga this morning. I did the 20-minute yoga practice one of my clients recommended to me. And honestly, it was embarrassing. I was so stiff and so inflexible and sweating and out of balance and oh man all of the stuff right this beautiful lady on the video was twisting herself into these pretzel shapes and i was looking at the video just laughing going yeah there's no way that the combination of hips back shoulders knees arms are going to fit into that position so i did my best And I stuck it out and I did the yoga and I feel great for it. And I felt so much more balanced and aligned than I have in a long time because it's been, I couldn't even tell you how long, but I've been talking about restarting my yoga practice for a couple of weeks in my head. And even with this client of mine, I think our last call was over a week ago. And, and I said, Oh, can you send me that link? And then I sat on it all of last week. I've even got, and this is how ridiculous it is. I've even got YouTube on my phone, there's no excuse. You know, there's, oh God, there's yoga with Adrian. She's got 45 squillion bloody yoga videos. There, There is no shortage of, of stuff that I could have chosen to do, but I didn't do it. And while ever I didn't do it, I was letting my fear win. I was afraid of getting uncomfortable. I was afraid of feeling 
what it felt like today to be stiff, to be inflexible, to be out of shape. And the only thing that is going to change that is me doing the thing, is me taking the action to do the yoga. The only thing that's going to improve my flexibility is to improve my flexibility by doing the yoga or stretch or something. I had this chat on the weekend with my daughter. It was a bit funky for all of us yesterday morning and we went down to the beach and, you know, some of us wanted to go for a swim and some of us wanted to go for a walk and some of us wanted to go for a skate. And anyway, we found a peaceful path forward eventually, but then, you know, due to teenage years and the parent-child dynamic, there was a moment where my daughter was fairly unhappy and sitting in the back of the car and not to put too fine a point on it, kind of sulking a little. Don't tell her I told you this. And I said to her, and this is something that I think may apply to all of us in some way or other. I said, do you know, sweetheart, I said, sometimes the thing that we most need to do is the thing that we resist doing the most. I said, I know when I'm feeling really funky, when I'm feeling either, you know, angry at the world or angry at somebody or sad or frustrated or alone or whatever. Sometimes the thing I need is just to get in the ocean, just to have a swim, get some salt water, have a good recharge. And at this point in proceedings, I was suggesting that we all went down to the creek to have a swim. I said, look, you know what? I really think it would be beneficial for you to have a swim. You don't have to be near us. You don't have to talk to us. You don't even have to go swimming. I just think it would be beneficial. I just want you to consider it and see how you go. And then I left it and I walked away. And five minutes later, probably not even actually, probably a couple of minutes later, I saw her get her stuff ready. She grabbed a towel. She started to get changed out of her, you know, into a swimsuit or whatever. And and I was just thinking... That's so good that she's taken that first action, even though it's uncomfortable, even though she's, you know, ticked off with the world. And that was it. She needed to take that action for herself. And this is the thing that I sometimes speak with my clients about. I can't do the transformational work for my clients in the same way as I wish that simply listening to my podcast solved all of your life's problems, but it doesn't. All I'm doing is giving you a new lens or some new information or some new ideas and concepts, but you're the one who has to do the work. I can't do the work for you. I can't carry you to the other side where all of the hard work and effort has been completed. I can't eat your dinner for you. I can't get your eight hours sleep for you. Man, if I could, if I could wave a magic wand and just have you be your best, most transformed, most aligned, most illuminated self, believe me, I would. I love to serve. I would love to do that for you. But it's just not going to happen. You're the one who has to take the action. You're the one who has to do the stuff. So it's up to you now. I'm going to turn it over. I'm going to wrap up this episode. It is literally up to you. You're the one who has to do the thing. You have to take the action. You have to put the first foot out and take that first step. Are you going to? Now, don't overcomplicate it. 
Don't make it some big complex production that has no chance of success. Just find the simplest, easiest, quickest path forward. And take the step. Take action. Just do it. I'm going to leave it there. I'm sending you all of the love, all of the gratitude, and all of the good vibes for your week ahead. Thank you for being here on the podcast once again. And... Here's hoping that it all sounds okay. I've got myself a new mic, a new popper stopper, and I've got a new tripod hanging off my desk. And oh, it's just all, it's all toys. It's been like Christmas in here. But I hope you have a great time listening to this. And I hope that you are well wherever you are in your life and in the world. See you next episode. Thanks for joining me for this episode of the Illuminating Lives podcast. Please help me reach more people by sharing this podcast with your loved ones and leaving me a great five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Remember, I work as a one-to-one coach and professional speaker, helping dads in business and leadership find more peace, feel less stress, and be the best parent, husband, and leader they can be. If you'd like to work with me or have me present to your organization, please contact me via my website or social media. All the links are in the show notes. Until next time... May you be free, may you be happy, may you be healthy, may you be loved, and may you live with ease.